Good afternoon, you all. It's Robert here and my wife, Kimberly. <laughs> Just a little fun song. Uh, we haven't been around for a few weeks. Kim's mama has cancer. So I have been over there trying to take care of her and make sure she was uh, okay. Um, but we are here. Uh, we are, for the meantime right now, we're not going to dedicate to every other week. We're going to try to get on maybe every three weeks, uh, maybe to give us a little more time. We're not quite sure yet. You know how life happens. Her, your, your, your prayers would be appreciated with her mom. She's having a tough time. She's got stage three uh, breast cancer, uh, triple. Uh, triple negative. Breast cancer. She's 75 years old. She's going through chemo. Uh, we've got two more chemos left. Then we have surgery. And then we have radiation. All of this is going to be a little over a year to have it all done. So anyway, like Kim said, we're back. Today, we are going to talk about true love. Uh I, one of my favorite favorite things I've written down is true love will create an atmosphere and a feeling of being free. Absolutely. I believe that um, letting your partner, quote, do his thing and you do your thing because there's a respect thing and there is a trust thing that has to be there. Yeah, the the old saying that uh, set it, set them free and all that. I don't I don't go for that kind of stuff. But you need to let your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend free to do what they want in life, and it will come back at you a hundred times. You actually, the more you give your 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 other up, the more you'll have of that person. Uh, uh, love's just a it's love's above everything I mean and that's that's with people besides your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend uh, you know I'm a firm believer love is what makes the world go round uh, love love involves respect you know protection uh, companionship joy kindness growth trust uh, I, I can't even put any of those above the others I do believe that respect is the most important thing as far as on that list. But if you had to say what is the most important thing or the first thing in a marriage, what would you say it is? Trust. We differ. And that's funny because we're married. I believe that God comes first. I believe well, that God comes first. That's a given. Well, you know, a lot of people out there don't do that. That's what the true, problem is. True. Because I do believe that... If God's first, everything else is is just it just falls where it needs to. Yeah, so you're 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 right. God God absolutely comes first in everything you do. The decisions you make as a couple, you have to have God as your as your foundation for those decisions. Uh, but secondly, is trust. I mean, without without trust, you absolutely have nothing. Well, I do believe that trust and respect is an equal thing there. I don't think one outdoes the other because I don't believe that you can have trust without respect. 
and True. I think True. it's the same. You know, it goes hand in hand. True. I've seen a lot of people through the years sit on their phones all day with their girlfriends at work because they didn't trust each other. They needed to see where they were all the time, and you just you can't do that. That's not that's not letting your other be free to be who they are. True. Um, a lot of the relationships nowadays don't even know what um, true love is. They base it on different aspects of sex. If you're great in bed together, you'll have a great marriage. Not true. Uh, then some people don't know the difference between love and lust. Love and lust is totally different things. You should not, because you have a great sex life, you should not get married because of that. Um, I believe that um, I believe that a lot of marriages are based on lust, and that's why a lot of them don't stand the test of time because uh, it has to be more. It has to be respect, love, uh, just trust. And faith is the best one. And you have to be each other's best friend. Absolutely. Even though we only met and got married within 26 days, I do believe that God was all over this. Um, and we have been married a little over 10 years now. And I think how this worked, just knowing each other 26 days, I think God has been on it, been in this relationship from day one, um, or I don't think it would have worked. I trust you with everything, and I think you have that, you reciprocate that feeling too. We don't have to know each other 24-7 where we are. Well, I take that back. Um, we do because if we don't know where the other one is, we worry, but it's not a feeling of uh, trust, mistrust. Yeah, uh, something else I'd like to add on to, too, with all of this is, uh, you know, when you meet somebody like we did, you know, 26 days, I can honestly say I did love my wife. But 10 years later, you look back and you're like, wow, I didn't love her any, even a fraction of what I love her now. Love is a constant, growing uh, it's not just a feeling. It's a. It's a. Uh, you want to you want to care for that person. You ad, you admire them. Uh, you compliment them for the things that they do, and you. That's part of the respect. You know your your spouse gets a, a promotion at work. It's celebrate it with them. You know be or her, be be happy. Care care about their cares. Uh, admire them for who they are. You know, don't cut them down. Uh, you have to compliment each other. You have to, a marriage is a give and take kind of, kind of thing. Um, you know, my passion is being with my seniors. My job is seniors. Uh, and the older group, I'm just drawn toward and I believe you've embraced that, whereas some of your passions, I've embraced those passions. And then we have some that come together, but we try to do things together. 
instead of doing things separately. Uh, it's a give and take. Yeah, another thing I'd like to address is uh, uh, a lot of the uh, professionals don't believe that in love at first sight. They, th they think that, you know, you need to get to know somebody. I've heard everywhere from one to three years it takes to fall in love. I don't believe that. Uh, not just because of my circumstances with my wife and you know it's not like I fell in love with her the first day or two that we talked but you just you just know when you meet someone sometimes that that's who it is that's who you love you like you just you they just fit your your everything it's where you want to be around them um, I know a lot of marriages, especially today, because times have changed from the way they used to, that they don't put their marriages first. They put everything else. You know, and in the Bible, it says, Ephesians 5, 22 and uh, 333, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as the Lord. For your husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and himself as its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, also should wives submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her with the washing of water with the words, I believe that a lot of people do not take that word submit. Uh, that is not obey. A submit is being as one, as a couple. It is not as he is my master. Now, I will say something else too. I do believe biblical that a husband is over the household. He always makes the final decision. Some people say that is ancient times. No, it's not. That's how it is biblically in the Bible. And we try to follow everything that is in the Bible. So me as a wife, myself as a wife, my husband does make the final decision of everything, whether I like it or not. And then nine times out of ten, it's always for what's best. He prays about it, and God gives him the answer. The, the submission part of pe people get so wrong. Uh, yeah, you're... The, the man of the house generally has the final say, but we're supposed to love our wives as uh, God loved the church. Now, what does that mean? That means that, that, that means if my wife needs a new outfit for her job or something like that, that I'm going to provide it for her, what, you know, one way or the other. If... if if we were down to our last meal in the house, my wife would get that, just as God would give everything to us to provide for us, in, in which he does. I'm trying to think of the right words to word that. Uh, by, by her submitting to me, me submitting to, to God, God provides everything we need through me to my wife. Uh, it doesn't mean that the man tells all. He doesn't say, wife, you do this, you do this, 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 this. 
That's not how it is. Uh, I do believe that in order for a man to be the head of the household, I do believe that he has to be a godly man because in the way that we do our household, it is God first, then it is husband, and then it is wife, and then it is children. You are not supposed to put your children before your husband and before God. It took me a while to understand that, but now I understand truly why those are the things. Um, my husband prays. If there is a decision that we cannot both agree on, uh, I know my husband goes in prayer, and then he decides how it is. And if I'm really strong, my husband still listens to me. He listens to my views, and he takes those views, and he prays about it and everything, and then he comes up with a decision. And that's how this, you know, some decisions are made. Uh, I know today's time, the women today are strong-willed, women power, um, things like that. But I do believe that, you know, in the Bible it does say, submit to your husbands as he submits to the church. And um, yes, that doesn't mean I'm not strong. That doesn't mean I had, don't have my own opinion. That doesn't mean that he is greater than I am. It just means there is a there is a line that you have to follow, you know. Um, and it doesn't always come like that. Most of the time, I do get my way. I will say that. <laughs> Um, but I do know in good things, you know, things that we don't agree on, uh, financials or anything like that, giving money to the kids, so on and so forth, um, we do come together. And if we can't agree, that's where he makes the final decision after in prayer that he asks God. You know, there, there's a good handful of things, <clears throat> excuse me that don't belong with true love. One of them is keeping score. Uh, that's just a big no-no. You see marriages fall apart all the time with them trying to keep score. Uh, I don't see how you don't lose count. I mean, you know, uh, I see a lot of it, and um, where they'll go, well, you did this. Well, wait a minute, I did this the other day, so it's your turn. No, it's your turn because I did this. I don't see how you keep score. I mean, there's no score in marriage. I mean, you're just giving to each other. And let me tell you something. What is that saying? A happy wife, a better life, or whatever it is. You probably can quote it better. But see, I feel the same way because a happy husband is a better life for me. So it comes hand in hand. Exactly. Uh, you, you know, other, other things that I don't believe belong in a marriage is I, I don't think you can't be friends, good, I mean, like close friends with someone of the opposite sex. There's, there's just no, no room. It's one thing to be, you know, there's different levels of friends, but you can't be, you know, like I couldn't be close, real close friends with a female. It just eventually is going to cause problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this podcast is about true love, so let's get back to the true love part. Do you believe that great sex means a great marriage? No. Why? Because you can have a sexless marriage and be happy. 
Okay. Because that's how a lot of people, and I know a few, that the reason they got together was because the sex was great, but they did not communicate. They did not talk. They did not, and they didn't respond well to each other. Yeah, marriage, marriage, true love. Let's we'll stay with the true love idea. True love does not involve sex. Does sex complement true love? Absolutely. But it doesn't have to be totally existent with everybody to have true love. Okay, let me ask you another question. Uh, and I wrote a few down. Uh, Facebook accounts. Do you think a Facebook should be together or should they have their own identity? Well, everybody needs their own identity. Okay. I have friends that share their same Facebook. Why is that? Back to the trust issue. I would say yes, it's a trust issue because, I mean, if you don't cross those, just like we had our Bible study. and our Bible study, we never would um, cross that line as far as if we needed to ask a husband uh, a question. A female needed to ask someone else's husband a question. They always would tag the wife in the question with them. So that way we never got caught off balance or anything like that. I do believe there is a way to do all of that, um, but uh, I, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, and I do agree, it all comes down to trust, is if you don't put yourself in that predicament, then that won't happen. There are exceptions. I mean, there are either hus- probably more so on husbands that don't do Facebook, so their wife just puts them on with her so that people know I mean, there are exceptions in a good way, but people people need their own identity. I mean, just because you get married, you know, but it does. It goes back to the respect and the trust and, you know, that kind of stuff, so. Do you believe today's time that marriage is too easy to get into? Should it be harder to get into even seeing our situation do you think marriage should be harder to get into yep when i married tammy i had to go through weeks of counseling and tests to make sure we were compatible before our pastor married us everybody should have to do something to that extent because you learn a lot about each other during that time now you just go most pastors will just bury you have to do is say ask them or justice of the peace See, I think marriage should be easy to get into, and I think that divorce should be very hard, because I am old school, and I believe once married, always married, till death do you part, and that's what you go in front of God, and you tell them that, you know, and you swear before God that you're going to give it your all, and I believe once married, always married. Just like us, both of us lost our spouses, so that's why this is both of our second marriage, but neither one of our spouses are here. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Till death do us part, you know, I believe that. And yeah, it probably should be a little bit harder to get divorced, like maybe a mandatory uh, counseling for X amount of weeks, something of that effect, just to, you know, there are circumstances where 
people cannot work it out. If somebody cheats on their spouse, absolutely. I'm, they have every right in the world to leave them. I'm not, I'm not going to get biblical on any of that. Well, I started to say that's biblical. Uh, abuse, physical or mental, um, and cheating um, is a biblical way of, you know, stepping out of a marriage. I believe that was the moment that God stepped out of the marriage, too, so to speak, um, if one of the spouses. It also says to be equally yoked. Um, what do you think? What would you say equally yoked is? A lot of people nowadays and in the past, probably more so in the past, uh, believe that equally yoked goes down to skin color, or where you're from, or what have you. Equally yoked actually refers to your your religion your your background what your religious beliefs are uh can a can a uh catholic marry a jew absolutely but are there going to be issues there absolutely is or or how about a buddhist marrying a a christian I mean, it just eventually it's not going to work yeah, you have 2 Corinthians 6.14. It says, Do not be unevenly yoked with non-believers. For what partnership has righteousness with the lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with no darkness? So I don't believe it's not a skin color. It's not um, anything like that. And that's But it is where you have believers and non-believers or you're, like you said, Buddhist and Christians, or uh, things like that. Like an atheist marrying a Christian. Yes. It just won't work. Uh, it's just not good circumstances. I believe everything that should be um, you have in love is patient, love is kind. Lust, love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endure all things. That is 1 Corinthians. I believe that should be instilled in every marriage because love is patient and kind. You have to have that in order to have a marriage, and it's a give and take. And I think I learned this. I think when I got married my second time, I always thought a marriage was 50-50. And marriage is not a 50-50. A marriage is 100% and 100% because you can't give 50 of yourself and leave the other 50 out. You have to have 100% and he has to give 100%. So a marriage has to be all in. Um, it can't be 50. Yeah, there's there's not really any give or take. It's all give. If you're not willing to give everything every I, and I mean everything then you shouldn't shouldn't even be married uh, I want to talk about a couple other things real quick the positive impact of love in a physical way it reduces risk of heart disease uh, fewer heart attacks healthier habits because you want to you know us guys want to try and stay healthy healthy for our wives uh, it just, you live a longer and healthy life, lower stress levels, 
uh, less mental issues such as depression. Uh, we have anything to add on that? No, but it should not. We'll go back to what we were saying before. A marriage cannot be basically, basically be about the sex. It has to be just being with each other and mm. contentment. It uh, that is important. Yeah, true. True love. You need to nurture it constantly. It, it's it's an animal. You need to feed it. Uh, whether it's through complimenting each other or buying each other little gifts, you know, or like my wife used to do, she used to write notes on the mirror with her lipstick kind of stuff, you know, and she still puts cards in my in my uh, bag that I take when I go out of town. Uh, little stuff like that, you know, a, a lot of people think it's corny, but if I open up my bag and there's no card in there, it's kind of depressing actually now. And... You know, I'm not I'm not a wimpy guy by any means, but that stuff it makes you wimpy. <laughs> the little things, it is the small things that add up. And it's like I've always told you at the very beginning of our marriage. Women like flowers. Most women like flowers, but not from a store. We would like for you to stop on the side of the road and you took the time to actually pick one flower. Just one flower, but you thought of that and stopped your car, got out, picked that one flower, put it in your car, and drove it home would mean more than you went to a florist. You know that about me. I've always been that kind of person. It's the small things that make me smile. And that's with, with every girl, I think. It ain't the big things, it's always the little things that make, make them smile. The things that you wouldn't normally think of. Any guy can go and buy his wife a dozen roses, but like she said, stopping and picking one flower, pretty flower from alongside the road, lets her know that you were thinking about her at that moment and not long enough to pull the car over and do it, you know? I guess we can end this um, this podcast um, with a prayer, um, and here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today, Father, and thanks, Father. Thank you for all you do for us, Father. Open our mind, open our spirits, Father, and open our eyes, Father, Do we see what is a true marriage and what it's all about. It is about giving, Father. It's foremost is putting you the first and the priority in that marriage, Father, and then it goes from there. Lord, we ask all of this, Father, be with everyone, Father. We love you, Father, and we honor you. In your name, Father, we always pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you or hear you or something next time. Uh, we're going to try something new next time. I think if we can, we're going to we're gonna get somebody on the phone and get them on here with us. You all have a, uh, a good Sunday evening. Talk have a later. blessed one. Take care. <laughs>